thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Yeah, I guess we'll just bullshit about football and such. Alright. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Rich. Alrighty. Number... Oh, ours go to 11. I'm Chris. Yep. I'm Rich. Who's number 11, Rich? Sean Burr. Hey, oh, that's a deep pull. Yeah. Oh, I was just at Comerica Park yesterday. Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson, uh, Mark Messier. I, 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 I'm really upset that I'm this fucking, like, have this much of a blind spot when I'm put on, this, when I'm put on the hot seat for football. I know if I wasn't on the hot seat, I'd come up with a ton of number 11s. These go to 11. <laughs> You know, too, if you tell people who aren't musicians to watch that movie, they don't think it's funny. I've had Oh, that. definitely, dude. I've encountered that several times. Like, yeah, see, this is the best movie ever. And they watch it like, eh, isn't that funny? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not a musician. I forget. <laughs> we were on stage with a Stonehenge that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> when they do Jazz Odyssey, because they, they, they lost a member. <laughs> dude the best part was watching a documentary about how much of a cult film that is with musicians and they had all these like former like you know cock rock guys and stuff and almost every one of these shitty butt co- you know butt cock rock bands were like you know when he couldn't get out of the pod till the end of the song We've all had nights like that. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's what you get for having shit like that on stage, douchebag. 
You know, if you want to fucking, if you want to do a performance like that, go do an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> you could argue you and I maybe had that problem on smaller scales. Like maybe it's the night that you've added you added a new piece of gear into your setup, <laughs> and it just does not. From you think it's yeah, here we go, first gig with the new piece of gear. It's gonna rock, and then all set just gives you nothing but fucking headaches. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I oh. My favorite faux pas, which was not me, it was the other guitar player I was in the band with. Yeah, man, I'm talking about you if you're listening, you dumbass. He had switched from a uh, solid-state modeling amp to a tube amp. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> so, so we do the sound check. Everything's good. About a half hour later, they call us on stage, and he's getting nothing out of his guitar, and he's flipping out. And... <laughs> <laughs> now where thought was going, but now I know where it's going. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, the, the the song, the set started with the bass player. And for some reason, the bass player thought he said go. And what it was is the lead singer was asking him, are you ready? And he said no. So the bass player starts and he's over there like screaming on stage, having like a fucking temper tantrum. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck it. So he's just like miming, like he's not miming, he's playing his parts, but nothing's coming out. And he's flipping out, he's like bending down, he's making sure all his cables are plugged in, and, and fucking, like, I wander over, and I'm looking at his amp, and I look at the foot, and I see the red lights on, and I'm like, no. For those who don't know, a tube amp, you turn it on in two stages. You turn the power on, then you flip the standby switch from off to on, because you gotta let the tubes warm up. Yep. His switch was sitting on off. And I'm like, click. Been and all there. of a sudden, it just roars to life with the wrong fucking notes for the song. Because <laughs> he's just like, got the guitar cradled in his arms trying to do shit. Yeah. Good times. Good See, times. I thought, uh, I've been there. And usually, you know what that usually means to me? You might have imbibed a little bit something too much before the show. Whether it's alcohol or need some weed. I, I, I thought he was going to, uh, I thought that story was going as it, he didn't know his new power. With going from solid state to tube, and it was just like a a feature of him for the entire show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, our rhythm guitar player. That's all you're gonna hear. <laughs> no, no, but good times, good times. I mean, at the time they weren't. At the time you thought it was the end of the world, but I'm gonna say honestly, if he hadn't flipped out, probably about one in ten people in that crowd. And it was a fairly big crowd. That was an '89 X show. You know, so maybe one in ten people in that crowd would have known what was going on besides us and the sound guy. <laughs> Things have been different. You guys have made state. You went pro. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you know, we'd, have, we'd have buried at least one of our band members before then due to overdose. And we weren't Mother, we weren't mother Love Bone. There was no Pearl Jam coming from our ashes. Yeah. Once we had a member dead, we'd have been like, okay, that's it. Fuck it. I'm going to get a union job later. Yeah. We partied till somebody died. Well, speaking of unions and all that shit, uh, it's it's been it's uh, another essentially slow sports week. Um, but hey, you smell that? Yeah, that, that, that's that's training camp coming up. Yeah, that's football season. That's them getting the grass ready, laying down the chalk. And oh. uh, yeah, apparently a new tradition here will be HBO sh- uh, show. Which will air in the summer and pretty much butt right up to the beginning of Hard Knocks, which signals, obviously, the beginning of training camp for the NFL. And uh, Ballers, if you guys don't know, is a show with uh, The Rock. Uh, was it Rob Corddry? Yes. 
Um, they play financial advisors. Uh, the former rock being, of course, a former NFL player. They play financial advisors for current and about to retire players. And just the shit that comes along with that. Basically, think entourage with sports. Is that what they are? I thought of, they were agents. I've only seen it, sh- this show a handful of times. No, no, no. They're not, they're not agents. They work closely with the agents. But... Oh, yeah, I mean, they're talking to guys like they're agents, like trying to get them to sign with them and shit. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, it took me a minute and I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck are they doing if they're not agents? Oh, they're financial advisors. Oh, I got it. Because I always won't talk, walk around talking about, well, do you want to be broke? And uh, what was, I think it was like maybe second or third episode of the first season where it really sunk in that they are, that's what they were doing was trying to like be a financial planner for the, this player he's courting. Um, he comes up to him and he's like, what is this? You know, it's my new Lamborghini. I just bought it cash. He's like, if it has wheels, if it floats, if it fucks, you lease it. <laughs> it's going to depreciate, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, they're not agents. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, basically they, they, what they end up doing most of the show, and like I said, it's, it's pretty much entourage. Wasn't Mark Wahlberg involved? Yeah, oh yeah, he's the executive producer. Same capacity as Entourage. Yeah, yeah. Um, the job creator here in Detroit, Mr. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> big 20 jobs down down there. Why well, he brings in a, a a camera crew from L.A. Anyways, yeah, because yeah, right. he's, uh, he's he's opening, uh, what is it, Wahlburgers? Well, they're supposedly going to open uh, like 20 in the area. Supposedly. 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 <laughs> there you go. Supposedly. Yeah. We'll see. Well, anyways, yeah. So the first season, you know, it had it had real players in it. They got the the rights to use NFL team names, NFL teams, as far as show their uniforms and all that. Well, Mister Celebrating Ten Years of Being an Iron Ass with the uh, NFL, Goodell apparently fucking lost his shit after the first season and told him, uh, "No more using the players. You can't do this." And apparently, a couple owners come around saying, "Yeah." Uh, we don't want you doing this either. And Wahlberg basically responded with, I think, because they cover such topics as players getting extorted uh, for, you know, being, speaking of Johnny football, uh, being videotaped or having pictures taken of them at parties with people doing drugs and possible hookers and various hangers-ons and all this shit. Uh, Players getting injured, playing through injury, being told they're fine. CTE, all that stuff. Well, wasn't it? Uh, what was that show on? Uh, uh, what was that show on ESPN? That Playmakers. Did, yeah, that shit got canceled real quick. That was a really good show. Oh, I know, but apparently that was another show that was maybe uh, maybe in, uh, a little too close to real life. Well, the funny thing about that show is that didn't have the NFL seal of approval. That show had a fake league. Think any given Sunday on TV. In like what was it ninety three or not ninety three two thousand three maybe two thousand four somewhere around there I mean and they covered everything they covered because they 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 thought ESPN thought well because we don't have the NFL shield and teams and players in this we can cover all the subjects so they were covering like steroid use and drug abuse <laughs> yeah turns out yeah no the NFL went to him was like hey do you, do you like all that cooperate cooperation you get from us. Do you like that? Do you like that Monday Night Football that we're trying to give to you coming up here soon? Yeah, you're gonna go ahead and cancel this show. So ESPN bent over and was like, "Okay, just at least spit on it once or twice before you ram it in there." 
I just think that's funny because it, what did what the fuck? Let's be honest here. And since it is a slow news week, let's 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 talk about this for a minute. What the fuck did the NFL think was going to happen with an HBO show? Did they think it was going to be just like a, a, a G-rated show? Is this your first day, NFL? Is your first day here? Yeah. Did it, you just subscribe to HBO? Exactly. Did they not watch any Hard Knocks? I mean, they, 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 that's their fucking show. It's an NFL film show that they've given the rights to HBO. Inside the NFL ran on HBO for 20-some years. I mean, what did, they, what did they think? That it was going to be like handled with kids' gloves? Like it was going to be like a shitty show that was on the CW, The Game? Did that even make it a whole season? Dude, that made it like five, six seasons. What? Yeah. Where was and, I? Okay, hold on. This is this is horrible for me to admit. <laughs> you know the mics are on. They can hear you. I know. But I watched that show for one reason and one reason only. And that was Brittany Daniels. She is fine. I don't give a fuck. And you can only watch Joe Dirt so many times and fast forward to her parts before you're like, all right, I can't watch this anymore. Oh, that's the chick who played Brandy? Yeah. Oh, that chick is fine. Yeah, yeah. She was in like, uh, what was it, Baby Daddy or something, or Little Man. The da- <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> so it was like, yeah, I'll watch Ballers. Or not Ballers, but. Uh, Who game. is her agent? Her agent. Look at how beautiful she is, and look at the shit movie she was in. Dude, she started off, her first movie was uh, Basketball Diaries with Leo. Oh, wow. So she, st- she started off strong. The NFL, I think they just. Once again, they're like, hey, we're the NFL. No one's going to dare fuck with us. Do they make... I mean, I guess they do, but it's just insane the amount of weight that they can throw. I mean, look, until two years ago, tax-wise, they were considered a church. Some would argue that they are. You know, maybe guys like us. But, I mean, tax-wise, they were a church until 2014. That's fucked up. Yeah, they were tax-exempt. Are they that much of an economic force that the government just kind of lets them do their own thing? Because you know, you know, if the government doesn't let them do their own thing, then they're not going to. Their piece will be smaller, you know. Well, something that I'm kind of wondering uh, is, I know that obviously our football, American football, is unique pretty much to us, and it's got a little bit of a following in Canada. But one of the things I've noticed is that the NFL has been trying their best to push into Europe, and I mean they had NFL Europe that folded, but. Supposedly like, the Jaguars are going to be in London. That's the, that's been the last year. That rumor is real heavy. But the the more I keep hearing from people I know from across the pond, they're like, there's this hatred for the NFL that goes just beyond it's not real football, which is what you the, the argument you usually hear. What we have is real football. You guys might as well, might as well call your shit handball because you you only kick it every once in a while. You know, so why is it even called football? That's the usual shit you hear and you just kind of go yeah 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 okay whatever but like, i'm wondering if why don't you call well, it feetball i'm wondering if over in europe there's maybe because we're not over there and we're not really in tune with their sports culture if there's like a, a backlash to keeping out the nfl because it's just seen as this huge american corporation that like once again is just trying to just steamroll across the world just take it bitch take it yeah <laughs> that's what it's like yeah, and I yeah, wonder. You're up, you're gonna take this. And I'm wondering if that's another reason that the NFL gave up its its, its tax exempt status was to be like, well, look, we're not like Scientology. Come on, like us. Come on, you know, we'll 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 pay our taxes. Which I mean, you know, is debatable. Corporations have armies of lawyers to look for loopholes, so they're going to pay as little as possible. Obviously, we're talking about sports crossing borders. 
baseball. You got your Blue Jays. Used to have your Expos. Uh, basketball. We got your. Well, we used to have the Grizzlies, but you got the Raptors, right? All right. Um, hockey. I. You know, half the damn league <laughs> for used to be from Canada. Well, maybe now a third of it is football. What? What? What's the deal there? How come there's no Canadian football teams? Yeah, it's it, we got beef with Canada. Well, the argument is Buffalo is too close to Toronto and Seattle is too close to Vancouver. What? That's the arguments I've always heard for football. Why don't they expand into those two cities? There's the reason there. And it's like okay. So is that your retarded reason for no Seattle hockey team? You got the Canucks? Don't know, dude. Don't know. I'm just. I'm just. These are these are reasons on now. These are all opinion pieces I've read over the years. But could Toronto and Buffalo really support a team? Aren't all the aren't all the football fans in Toronto? Aren't their needs pretty much taken care of by Buffalo? And Toronto's same a good, good with couple Vancouver. Hours from Buffalo, it's a whole different population. It's right across the border from Buffalo. Toronto? No, right across the border from Buffalo is Niagara Falls. Yeah, and then Toronto right there. I've always thought Toronto was way north. Or, no, or, or not way north, but f- a lot further north than Buffalo. If I'm remembering correctly, now granted, it's been 18 years and a million beers ago oh, huh. since I hmm. since I drove through Canada taking the QEW to no, New York. Good. I mean, it's it's right across it's right across Lake Erie. Or Lake Ontario. Did you say right across the river? That's literally Niagara Falls. But no, you, yeah, no, you're right. I guess. Wow. Geography lesson today, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto is way closer to Buffalo than I thought. No shit ski. All right. But yeah, I just I kind of wonder if it's uh, it's a pushback from you know other other countries and other other their sports culture to be like we really don't want you here. But they got Toronto hockey team and a Buffalo hockey team. Yeah, and if Toronto wasn't one of the original six, I, honestly, I, I'm sh- I hate to say this because I lived in New York, and I, the only games I could catch on the regular when I lived in the part of New York I was was the Sabres, and it's when they had Hashik, so it was okay for me to to watch it because at least I was watching one of the best players ever. I don't even know why Buffalo's there, to be honest with you, dude. I don't even know why the, Buffalo has a team. I think they could fucking fold that team and send it to to Canada, and that team would do just as well. I mean, Toronto is going to be Toronto is going to be Toronto. They're one of the original six. You could argue, even though Montreal would have a shit fit if you said this to a to a Habs fan. Toronto is like the mecca of hockey. It's where the Hockey Hall of Fame is, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I don't know. But then again, dude, we're talking about the NHL versus the NFL. The NHL does a bunch of dumb shit. Here, let's put a team in Atlanta. Hey, but you know what though? Glow puck ahead of its time. Now, <laughs> I think Jesus. it would. I think 20 years ago it was made fun of. Now I think it would be welcomed. Uh, yeah, now it'd just be, hey, look, a gimmick. We can try to get people in. Well, it, it made it easy to follow the puck around. I was not a detractor of the glow puck. I never understood it. How could you not follow the puck around? Their skates who, are black. The puck is black. You know. Whose stick is on the ice? Where are all the players responding to the the player? The All players will respond to the player with the puck, or else they're chasing the puck. Like, I just don't understand. Even as a layman, how do you not get this? Like, do you need to highlight the baseball when it gets hit? <laughs> get help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, that, that was just such a clusterfuck. That was one of those things, like, I watched and I just shook my head and was like, okay, whatever. Hey, they're trying to, trying to, trying to bring in some new fans. Trying to bring it. That was, it was early enough in Bettman's tenure that I, was, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then I was just like... <sighs> This is fucking stupid. You think but, in a sport that 
appeals exclusively to white people, it would be dominating. <laughs> not so much. Uh, there's, you got to remember though, man. There's a lot. There's a lot more non-white people coming up in hockey than most people think because they just automatically assume hockey uh, all white. And it's over too, right? I mean, once <laughs> once the brothers, you know, keep getting less and less afraid to put on skates, it's over. Yeah, but dude, you could okay. Look, one of the best goaltenders ever, Grant Fuhr. He was he was half black. You never hear See? that though. But Ar- you, but Ar- that Ar- was also thirty years ago. Already That's starting. what I'm saying. He's he's Jackie Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from forty two to fifty two, sixty two, seventy two. Okay, uh, look at the difference between when he when Jackie Robinson started in baseball. And 30 years later in, in baseball. Oh, for sure. I mean... The color barrier had been pretty much broken. Hey, man, I'm with Bill Burr when everyone talks about Babe Ruth, and I go, eh, why don't you do that when everyone's allowed to play? Then we'll talk. You know... It's and, not a popular stance, but it's like, hey, man, he's doing a bunch against the pasty fucking white guys with their baseball pants pulled up to their nipples. All right? Let's try 40 years later, you know, 50 years later, when you got to go up brothers and Dominicans. Good luck, buddy. And also, I know that... I mean, there's no way I could argue he wasn't. I wouldn't even try to. Ty Cobb was just a miserable, unforgivable racist. But one of the things Ty Cobb did say was, like, he was a huge fan of the Negro Leagues back then and the way they played. You seen these people play? He was like... They started letting us play. Like, to the point where he, he tried to, like, he wanted to keep them in the Negro Leagues. Yeah, exactly. He's like, but he wanted to fuck everything up. But he wanted to bring that style of play to the to you know MLB. So you know, but I mean, he did give credit where he was like, "Hey, that's how you should play baseball, not this shit they do these days, not the shit we're doing in our league." Black people always doing everything better. <laughs> Sports, music, dancing, getting beat by the cops. Oh, that's last week's show. Yeah, that's not, uh, not the place to excel on that one. Black people. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, man, uh, I, I, I tinfoil hat. I just think that the rest of the world doesn't want the NFL in their fucking backyard. They, they see it and they just go, "That's a huge, giant money suck coming from America." It's looked as, I think it's like think it's because it's looked as it's like barbarish. And if it, I hope that's a word. If it is, if it's not, it just just made it one. Bar- barbarish. Barbarish. Uh, but uh, just. And, and if you watch it, it's it is, but it isn't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it with George Carlin, his football baseball routine. I mean, he's hitting the nail on the head when he's talking about it's like a tactical assault. It's really what it is. It's when you get down to you know the, the two coaches against each other. You know, it's that's what I think is the draw of it. And I think too little part of it is it's kind of like a little Romans in the Coliseum, a little bit of vibe going with that too. Yeah, I mean and. You have to remember that football is a very young sport compared to pretty much any other sport that is, you know, popular worldwide. I mean, Super Bowl, 50 years old, you know, that's that's it. They've been playing the championship game of championship games for 50 years. You know, I mean, the Stanley Cup goes back to well before the NHL. You know, if you've ever watched the, uh, and I've done it twice, and I consider that I need a I need a medal for it. I've watched all of Ken Burns' baseball. Oh my god, dude! From start from start to finish. I broke it up both times into a two day period, but I've How watched it twice. How sexless was that relationship? 
It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it on VHS. That tells you how long ago that shit was. Damn! Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, baseball's been around for fucking ever compared to football. Basketball, I don't know enough about basketball history, to be honest with you, but I'm going to assume it's probably been around for a lot longer than football. I believe it was invented by a white guy at a YMCA in Boston. See, I always thought it was. In- I always heard it was invented in Canada. So that's what I always heard. But who the fuck knows? I don't really care. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's just football is basketball is the only major American sport with a clearly identifiable inventor. James Naismith, Nesmith, Naismith wrote the sport's original thirteen rules as part of a December eighteen ninety one class arrangement at a young men's Christian association training school in. Springfield, Massachusetts. That's right. I remember going there, and yeah, the Basketball Hall of Fame is there. And that's right. It's it's come back to me now. That that town was all about basketball. It's like, why is everyone fucking love basketball around here? At eighteen ninety one. Yeah. Now, granted, they've been playing like college football since you know the eighteen hundreds. Professional football is a different animal. People, especially young people, really forget that pro football was looked at as a gimmick for a lot of years, and it, the superior game was considered college football. The first college football game, 1869. Yeah. Rutgers and Princeton. However, it wasn't until the 1880s that a great rugby player from Yale, Walter Camp, pioneered rules, rule changes that slowly transformed rugby into the new game of American football. So that's a, that's why they don't want us in Europe. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> we already have that. Well, I had, I, I had a buddy, his, uh, his wife. She's from New Zealand. And if I remember the story correctly, I think it was her brother played for their rugby team over there called the All Blacks, or <laughs> just the Blacks. Oh, hey, look, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna start to comment. I, I don't understand their their political situation over there. Maybe it means what we think. Maybe it doesn't. I I don't care. But uh, yeah. Anyways, I said, well, what's how's he feel about American football? And she's like, he's not a fan. And that was about. That was about as close to her saying he would probably tell me to fold myself in half and suck my own dick if I asked him about it personally because she was, you know, excessively polite. So I was like, God damn, man. All right. So it's just not, not a whole lot of fans outside of the U.S. I I'm surprised they can watch some recently. It was on TV in a Buffalo Wild Wings I was at. I think I was on a trip in like, I think it was on, I think it was like February. There wasn't much sports going on that day, and there was rugby on at the bar, and we could not figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially how they scored. It was all crazy. Could yeah, not fig- it just, it looked like a giant, it looked like a semi-organized game of Smear the Queer. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only thing I can, I, what I've come up with when I've tried to watch it. I mean, it, it, on the surface, that's what ours looks like, I guess. He's got no, the ball, ours, get him. Ours looks like, according to my friends I've had over the years from out of the country, ours looks like a bunch of fat guys running around hard for 10 seconds and then taking 45-second breaks in between. They consider it boring. I hear, I hear that. It's boring. And this is another argument I hear all the time. Why are you wearing that much protection? We don't wear it when we play rugby. It's like, yeah, but you ain't got guys the size of this hitting each other. At that point, so a lot of that equipment isn't protection. It becomes a weapon. Hey. Oh, so they're even bigger pussies. They can't hurt someone without weapons? And it's like, no, don't start that female in a relationship catch-22 shit with me. You can't have it both ways. Hey, put in your teeth and tell me that sentence again there, Chief. <laughs> I, I'm just like, look, it's either they're wearing protection or they're pussies because they, they use 
their equipment is a weapon. You can't you, you can't have it both ways. Hey, pussies because they're going to live longer. Oh well, I mean it's you can't take hits to the head like that. I mean those guys hit so hard. I'm bet getting hit by the average NFL player is probably like getting hit by like a smart car doing 35. You know, I mean they sports science. We talked about this before. Ray Lewis hits harder and this was ray lewis at the end of his career okay ray lewis at the end of his career literally the last year he played was hitting harder than a police battering ram so yeah pussies i mean but you you gotta your insides are gonna get fucking just pureed and your brain is just gonna you know bounce around your skull and that juice in there if you don't have this protection well you know then i point to games like when chris sims was was with the buccaneers and he took a hit, and he kept playing, but he was like, "Man, I just I don't feel right. I don't feel right." They finally got him off the field. They got him to you know to the team doctor. His spleen was ruptured. He could have died on the field, but he insisted on playing. And Chris Sims was not known as a tough guy, so it's like, come on, man. You know, it's it's it is what it is. People are going to look at it how they choose to look at it. And if you don't like football, you can find plenty of reasons to pick it apart. Well, like I said, growing up when I was a kid, for whatever reason, my family would watch college football but not pro football. So I didn't grow up watching pro football until I moved to Florida and all my friends watched pro football. And I would, like, you know, I would kind of goof on pro football at first. You're like, look at these pussies. Look at these pussies, you know. And then as I started watching, I was like, actually, no, these are the best of the best. There's, what, 80-some guys on college football teams? There's 130 college football teams? 53 guys on an NFL team and let's just let's just go with how many teams are on there's 32 teams now so a lot of guys aren't going to make the cut so this is the best of the best so yeah that's that's what kind of woke me up to it and, and helped me along with my appreciation of the pro game and the fact that I don't know living in Florida and being in so close to Tampa Bay watching the creamsicle yucks it was just like these guys suck so I'm never let down because I never expect them to win and when they win it's like <laughs> Yeah, they won. They won. Woo! <sighs> at least, at least where I'm about to move, I'll have a, uh, a team who knows how to win. Teams won one. That'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, the NFL windows to, unless you're the Patriots, the NFL window to keep winning championships is small. So you better hope they fucking got some Patriot magic in there, or else you're going to go out there to a team that's going to be rebuilding soon. Yeah, well, Beast Mode's gone. You know, I'm already seeing articles about, hey, can you trust Thomas Rawls? I had that motherfucker. Fuck yeah, I'm going to draft him again. But, uh, it's, hey man, isn't it the, it's any given Sunday, right? Uh, next week, we're gonna, we should do football preview next week. Like, next week, we'll just go over everybody's rosters, all the moves they made and shit. Fuck it. Rub our nipples, talk about football. <laughs> I'm down. I, unless there's a huge, huge story that breaks. Yeah. Unless you know? LeBron James is killed by a white cop. We'll be talking about the We'll do an NFL preview. Jesus, God. He's just trying to piss off our, our, our listener base. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> this is why like my friends are like, oh, you got a, you got a, you got a podcast? What's it about? And I'm like, sports. Oh, let me check that out. I'm like, eh. Yeah, we we we're not exactly uh, like X's and O's sports podcast. So so prepare yourself for some rather outlandish shit coming out of our mouths at times. It is the uh, coming up on the ten year anniversary of Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, ten years. September first will be ten years. Twenty out six. And uh, let's look at his greatest hits as far as suspensions and who got the who got the hammer from the NFL owners' hammer. 
All right, so on April 10th, 2007, Pac-Man Jones got the entire 2007 season. And then on the same day, uh, Chris Henry, that old weird-faced motherfucker who was playing for the Bengals, yeah, he got the first eight games, basically half of the fucking 2007 season. What'd they do? Was there strippers involved? Or at least a gun. Pac-Man, I believe it was... Wasn't it like a fight at a strip club or something? Or an assault at a strip club? Ooh, gun at a strip club? Is it is that two? So we call it twofer here on the show. Yeah, he was at a local strip club with Nelly, or was someone known as Richard Rich. <laughs> Showered the stage with hundreds of $1 bills. In other words, he made it rain. Jones joined in. Club promoter Chris Mitchell then directed his dancers to collect the money. According to the club's co owner, Jones became enraged when a dancer began taking the money without his permission. He allegedly, he allegedly grabbed her by the hair and slammed. I didn't laugh at what he did. I'm laughing. If you're throwing money at a stripper on stage, you're pretty much giving her permission to pick it up. Yeah. At least the strip clubs I've ever been to. Uh, it's usually, uh, <laughs> it's not like you're not like, hey, I dropped this. Yeah, it's not like it's on the end of a fishing line. You're like, oh, you got to be faster than that. All right, so he allegedly, allegedly grabbed her by the hair and slammed her head on the stage. Guard intervened. Half a dozen people jumped in. Pac-Man then threatened the guard's life. At this point, the club manager and a male associate left the club with a garbage bag filled with $81,000 <laughs> and two watches. <laughs> uh, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, so basically it was just a brawl. Um, so got into a fight and then paid off the owner. Yeah, so that was Pac-Man's. Chris Henry, I, I, I can't remember to be honest with you off the top of my head. Um, He's with Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> uh, and then Tank Johnson, he got first. He got the first eight games of the 2007 season. Uh, Man, I mean, Goodell, he came in hard. And then, of course, everyone knows what happened with this. Michael Vick, he got it for two years. Yeah. For the dogfighting. And then plus prison. You know, it, he had that little... Get a little thing of I career. couldn't play football. I was in prison at the time. Yeah, and then Pac-Man got an indefinite suspension. It was uh, basically reduced to four games in 2008. Dante Stallworth got the entire 2009 season. Roethlisberger got the first games of the 2010 season. More strippers. This, this is what I'm saying. Like if you listen to these names, Pac-Man, Jones, Michael Vick, Stallworth, Roethlisberger. Of course, the infamous Sue. He got uh, two games in 2011. And Ray Rice. These are not no-name or mid-level players. These are, these are major fucking names in the NFL that represent that brand. And uh, Goodell has no problem slapping the shit out of people. And It's pretty much shown that uh, he'll, he'll make an example of anybody. Well, his first, if I remember correctly, his first major, I guess, test coming in was Spygate. I mean, Spygate was involved, one, two high, highly visible teams, and one, the most visible team of the last decade, maybe a maybe decade and a half now. But, and then, of course, the Jets, who, because of where they're at, they're always going to get a lot of coverage. But, I mean, he, he came down hard, and I remember people were like, really, really, 250 grand and a couple, and a couple first-round draft picks? I think that's what it was. Like, they, they really deserve that for doing something that everybody does, which is... Turns out to be the mantra of Patriot fans defending their team. Well, we didn't do anything that anyone else doesn't do. Yeah, but you were dumb enough to get caught. Yeah, you could argue, oh, uh, yeah, you did. You got caught. <laughs> they don't get caught. You did. 
Well, it's just or like you were so blatant about it that you got caught. Yeah, yeah. It's I just think like, that's what people that I think that's what people were all fired up about is the fact that it, to the point maybe it's just so rampant or so second nature for them that they were just flagrant about it. Like, yeah, hey, fuck you, we're the Patriots. Well, yeah, and it, it, it's just like here in Detroit with, with our former hip hop mayor, you know, Kwame Kilpatrick. I don't think he did really much that any other mayor hasn't done. But once again, he's dumb enough to get caught at it. So that was his fucking problem. And like you said, he, he really was blatant about it. I mean, he was almost daring people to, to catch him. He was just like, yeah, yeah here he it is. He walked into the VIP room with his dick out. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what he was doing. Pretty much. So then there was uh, the, the little itty-bitty lockout. But, you know, that was, according, excuse me, compared to NHL lockouts, that wasn't shit. That was in 2011. No, because no games were missed. Yeah, and they knew that that wasn't going to fucking happen. Or no, maybe I'm sorry, but was it wasn't it only a three game uh, preseason? I'm sorry, but no regular we, season games were missed. Yeah, I mean, sure, the owners were pissed that they lost one chance to charge full price for an inferior product. You know, one of the two chances they get before they actually have to put the real product on the field. In the end, they were probably like, Whew, "We dodged a bullet because we only get eight chances to make our money." Off games during the season. Oh, a month from now, Rich, we'll at least be able to talk about some football games that we saw. <laughs> People that didn't play, but the fact that they're happening. And then, now this is the one that, that it always stuck in my fucking craw because it's like, okay, I know you're not supposed to do it, but it's been something that, it, it, I'm talking about the Bounty Gate shit with the Saints in 2012. I never played organized football, but I had friends that did. Well before I even thought about the year 2012 and Bounty Gate, we used to sit and talk and listen to them tell stories about playing high school football. And there'd be coaches that'd go, see him? See number 22? Yeah. I want him carried out on a stretcher. Go do it. Take care of that motherfucker for me. Whoever takes him out gets this. That's That's always been part of football. Now all of a sudden it was a problem because... There was a bounty set up between defensive players and coaches. So, I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Hey, man, don't get caught. But, <clears throat> damn. Excuse me. Man, rough show. Uh, but at the same time, you're threatening somebody's livelihood if you're, like, going to hurt them, hurt them. Well, you know, it's... Uh, but I'd also air on the side of, well, man, uh, karma's going to be a bitch. You know, that could be the other side of the coin, too. If you're going to threaten someone's livelihood, don't be surprised if maybe, uh, you know, another defense comes at you just as hard trying to take you out and fucking your shit up. But that's what they do. That's the point of the game. Remember remember the, the, the 30 for 30, the U, the very first one, not the second one, when they were talking about how they got, they felt they got screwed on that call at, at Notre Dame, and so they had to go to not the championship game, but like some other game. I think it was, I think it was the Cotton Bowl. I'm not sure. Anyways, long story short, they're getting special teams. The you know Miami's kicking off, and they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna put the motherfucker who catches this ball and tries to return it. I'm gonna put him out the game." And they were like, "Oh, word, you're gonna do that? All right, do your thing." Like this is just them just sitting there talking on the field while the while the, the you know they're getting ready for kickoff. Sure as shit, dude catches the ball. Tucks it, starts to run, wham, gets hit, knocked out of the game. Dude hops up from Miami, was like, what'd I tell you? 
just walked off the field like that's just what I do. Is that any different than than if someone would have said, "Hey, look, I'll throw you, you know, a hundred bucks if you knock him out of the game." I mean, come on, these are these are alpha males doing alpha male shit. They're competitive about everything, right? Someone goes, "I got a hundred dollars for the first person that knocks uh, old man Favre out of the game." What do you think is going to happen? You think guys are going to end their career for that, trying to get that hundred dollars? No, yeah, but it's a matter of pride. If they just said, "Hey," You're a pussy, and you can't knock old man Favre out of the game. That dude's going to go out there and try just as hard as he would for that $100. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, over here we condone one thing if, if, if his pride's on the line, but all of a sudden if it's money on the line, $100 to a football player is like what? <laughs> a penny penny to me and you? Yeah. Like maybe a dime? Oh, I found a dime. And you throw Shiny it into a dime. Yeah, and you throw it into a cup where you got your other change that you're going to take back to the coin star one day, maybe. You know, or you give to your nieces and nephews. Here you go. Eh, maybe a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, but yeah, Goodell, yeah, he started. That was God. I forgot about that. That was a whole year. Like he gave. I mean, I guess don't do. I mean, don't don't get caught. We're saying that again. It's like I'm just. I think just putting money into it too makes it add a little bit of sketchiness or sliminess to it, if you will. I can't remember the baseball player, but he. It was. It was in the, within the last year. He come out and said. Yeah, in defense of Pete Rose, he goes, we always betted on our teams, and we betted for our teams to win. We never betted against our own team. But yeah, we put money on our team. Yeah, why not? And it's like, if you're betting it for you, I understand that they don't want betting in the game as far as the players go because it looks a certain way. But if you're betting against your team, that's an issue. If you're betting for your tr- team to win, is it really an issue? I mean, is it? You're betting that you're going to perform well enough at your job to succeed, yeah, that's a good goddamn point. What the, there shouldn't be nothing wrong with winning, you know, unless you cheat to win, you know, then that's a thing. But yeah, there's definitely more implications if uh, you're betting to lose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and I never thought about it that way. It was just something that one a, a player said. I can't remember who it was. It's I mean, we're talking way old school player, but it's just something he brought up that I was like, hmm, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, that, what's wrong with betting that you're going to win? You know, I mean. The, you can't tell me that players on opposite teams don't have bets going like, okay, if you win, I'll give you, you know, my jersey and I'll sign this and I'll do something for your charity or because maybe they're afraid to look get to that win at all costs mentality. Isn't it? Aren't they pretty much there? <laughs> no, I mean all costs. Oh, like, you mean some uh, hey, last Jeff Boy Scout shit? <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> I was thinking more like last Boy Scout where he just, <laughs> just pulls out a gun and starts mowing people down. Jesus. <laughs> into the end zone. <laughs> and then you get to the, uh, I mean, we can we can pretty much skip over the referee lockout and then the whole brain damage thing. We've covered that a little bit. And that's to me, that, that whole CTE thing, that's going to be ongoing for a while. I don't I don't see the, the definitive end to that anytime soon. And I think a definitive end to that comes with a lot of changes to the game that we grew up with to where kids born right now, when they see the game when they're our age, wouldn't recognize the game that we watched when we were 10 years old. That's like, just, look at those guys. They're, that's crazy. Yeah, oh, my God. It's like when we look at... Why are they not wrapped in a big, giant bubble? <laughs> it's how we look at, like, hockey goalies with no mask on. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is a good parallel. Or when, or, or, or when we see the guys with just the leather helmets. Like, Jesus Christ, they didn't have a face mask? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, what, the fuckers had a death wish? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then the... the Probably the, the latest and, and biggest one is the whole Deflategate thing. Now, I've never really talked to you off-air 
about your feelings on Deflategate. So what is like what is your feelings on that entire thing there? I think it's silly at this point. I think I, I mean I, my whole thing that I always go back to is look at the score. That's my whole thing. It what what was it like forty to three? You know I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So if it's like forty to thirty seven or forty to thirty eight or whatever the multiple would end up being yeah, then I think the fishiness factor is a little higher. But 40 to 3, like you didn't, it kept you from scoring all game. They were using, I mean, weren't you all using the same balls? I mean, does, don't the referees provide the balls? It just doesn't sound like, weren't the Colts using the same balls has always been my question. Shouldn't That's they have had thought. the same yeah. advantage? Yeah, yeah. 40 That's to 3. And, I'm, okay, here's, here's my thing. You're a professional athlete who plays football, or you're a professional umpire in football. You can't, if, if, if the ball is so under or overinflated that you can tell, because you handle these balls all the time. So if it feels weird, you should know. If they have to go and they have to, like, subject it to computer Always analysis. Always for handling any kind of ball, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke to get out there. But, yeah, my thing was, okay, none of these guys said anything until after the fact. The team that lost, as much as I don't like the Patriots, who won that game, kind of sounds like sour grapes to me. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I've never – I view Tom Brady like the white stripes. I've come to appreciate them with age. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, for real, like, I used to hate on Tom Brady all the time, and at some point you can't argue with the fucking numbers. You know what I'm saying? The man can only get so many rings before you're like, damn, that guy's got to give it up to him. You know, I think he had a lot of people hating. I was hating on him because it's like, man, you're the quarterback. You got the hot wife, man. Fuck you. You know, it's like it's like iced tea right out of fucking the player <laughs> hater sketch. Like, wait, 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 hey, man, why well, you got to have a car, man? Why you got why you got to have nice things? And all, when you said the hot wife, all I can think of is the, is the uh, South Park episode where they're goofing on the deflate gate thing. And Cartman's like, Tom Brady. Why does he get all the money and all the and, and popularity and and he's got a hot wife who kind of looks like a man and uh, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> like like look at Giselle and I'm like I'd, I'd have to see a birth certificate seriously she's kind <laughs> yeah uh, I can see it it's 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 kind of is that an Adam's apple honey hold up your hand why is your hand bigger than mine. <laughs> Man, Bitch, you, you sure seen, you ain't a man? Man, you've been seeing the wrong pictures of her, man. <laughs> well, pictures of her aside, the, one, one of the things that really fucked me up was that Brady got suspended because he were, he didn't hand over his personal cell phone. Okay. Th- th- okay. <laughs> you are Tom Brady. It's your personal cell phone. It's not a cell phone specifically given to you by the team to have contact with the team and only the team. It's not a company cell phone. Cell phone you pay for your private property. One of the reasons that he was suspended and it was upheld was because he said they said he wouldn't he wouldn't hand over his personal cell phone. Well, let me ask you a question. If your job said hand me your cell phone, unlock it and show me everything in it right now. Wouldn't you be like, uh, you have to show me a court order that says I'm supposed to do that? You know, another theory I got is maybe Tom was like, hey, man, no, fuck no, I ain't handing that over. I got a whole bunch of side bitches, and I'm not letting that shit get out. You exactly, know? exactly. How much shit could have been well, in Well, people there are going to think you cheat at football. That's fine. <laughs> yes, that ain't going to cost me half my shit. Exactly. 
Okay, I saw what happened to Tiger Woods. Or two, it could be like, bitch, she makes more money than me per year. I'm not losing her. <laughs> you know? That could or be his could, attitude. Or it could just, and let's be honest here, Tom Brady, you, you know he's not, he's not the golden boy behind the scenes that he likes to, that he would like the world to believe. Nobody that he ever is. is. Nobody's so, ever as nice as they seem. Like, so the NFL essentially wants to go through with impunity his fucking text messages, his phone records. What happens if he's having conversations with people high up in the organization about, look, you know, uh, this player right here, he just ain't, and he, he ain't running the routes right. He's dragging ass. He's out partying. He's not studying the playbook. He's got to go. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would have opened up some way bigger shit. Maybe Belichick was like, don't you fucking give them your phone. You know, you never know that. Maybe maybe Kraft was like, don't you hand over that phone. You never exactly. know. To, you never know. You know? Maybe, like, listen, you are going to get a $10 million Christmas bonus that no one will ever hear about if you hand over that goddamn, if you don't hand over that phone. You know? Like, you don't know what's going on. Exactly. So, I... And I'm just saying, I'm back to, they all use the same ball. Indianapolis, the argument... That you're making, your players would have had the same advantage, 40-3. to three. Well, then you have Eli Manning come out and go, well, I don't like an underinflated ball. I like a little bit of an overinflated ball. Yeah, I bet you and do, Eli. It's like, okay, so if it's such a common occurrence that every quarterback has a preference. Every <laughs> quarterback's got a ball preference. <laughs> like mine shaved. <laughs> I like my ball a little bit scuffed. I like my balls to be right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> obviously they've been played with. I like that. But yeah, if if that to where quarterbacks have a preference, then that tells you something right there. And as much as it pains me to say this, because I do not like the Patriots, I, at, at this point I was just like, you know what this is? This is headhunting, is what this is. This is looking for shit. This is this is not the Untouchables getting Al Capone for his organized crime shit this is them getting him on his taxes this is what it is this is we're gonna we're, you guys have been blatantly straddling the, the the line with breaking and bending the rules for so long and you've been so successful doing it we're gonna get you on anything we can and i hate to say that because at one point in my in the not too distant past i had a lot of compassion and empathy for the boston sports fans from 2005 on Fuck Boston sports fans. Fuck them right in their stupid fucking asses. Because they became the thing they hated. They became fucking New York Yankee fans. All sports, all of them did. Saying like real hate, man, that's like an art form, man. You know, it's like you like a born a hater, you know, like myself, man. You know, a lot of cats think they hate, but man, I mean, I'm mad, you know, I'm mad at everything, man. You know, brother got a nice car, man. Why you got a car, man? I only got one car. Why you got Why you got three cars or a wife or all that, man? I mean, that's played out, man. I hate on it till he's totally broke. It ain't got nothing like me, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, yeah, that's what real hating is all about, man. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what's going down. Well, I mean, to get off on a little side thing here, think about it, dude. In 2004, when the Red Sox won the World Series, they won it in historic fashion. They came back, basically, you know, the seven-game sweep of the Yankees. Everyone was rooting for them, pretty much, unless you were a Yankee fan or you had money on the Yankees. And then they won the World Series, and it was like, all right, cool. You know, it's, it's awesome to see this historic thing in our lifetime. And then they got cocky. And then they got to the point where it's like, you, I couldn't tell the difference between a, a, a Yankee fan and a, and a Red Sox fan 
if I didn't hear their accent or they didn't say the name of their team that they're talking about. In the last, excuse me, at this point, 12 years, like, or no, fuck that, even you can go in the last, the last 10 years, they've gotten one in all four sports. That is cool, but it's just the <laughs> attitude, it's just the attitude for years and years and years. Okay, Dennis Leary summed it up perfectly for me. He goes, all my life been a Red Sox fan. And when they won in 2004, I've, I've heard him say this for 12 years now, at, di- at different points in the last 12 years, at different interviewers. Once they won in 2004, he said, that's it. That's all I wanted was one. I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not greedy. I don't need to buy a championship every year. I don't want to be one of them assholes that are like, they, you know, that are sitting in Yankee Stadium. I'm good. In 2007, it was just icing on the cake. They're like, well, why? You know, and one of you was like, well, you really feel that way? He's like, I'm always worried I'm going to end up being what I hated growing up, which is a front-running douchebag Yankee fan. What, <laughs> what happened with the Patriots? Where the fuck were all the Patriots fans between 1985 and 1997? Rooting for the Steelers. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Those, and then from 97 to 2002 or 2001, you could argue that, yes, that one Super Bowl appearance... It did up their their fan base a little bit, even though they lost. But 2001, they they won. 2002, 2004, you know, and then they had what really solidified my dislike for them was the 18 and one season, where they cried like a bunch of bitches about not getting calls. And I was like, Patriots fans of all people are going to cry about calls costing them the game, the Tuck rule, really, a rule that's known as the Brady rule. Are you fucking serious? And you're going to bitch and complain? Like, get the fuck out of here. All the shit your coach has done to bend the rules, to work around and find loopholes? Get the fuck out of here. Be happy with what you got. Yeah, they became greedy. They became assholes. Your favorite word, they became entitled. Well, we're supposed to win it every year. You can't even say that about the Red Wings fans. We supposed to win. When Red Wings got knocked out in 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 the 99 season of the playoffs, it was at home. The last two minutes of the fucking game, it was obvious they weren't going to win that game and hence weren't going to win the series. Last two minutes at home, all of Joe Luis Arena was on his feet giving the whole team a standing ovation. Like they were appreciative of the two back-to-back cups they got. When we got one in 2002, I was downtown. People were like, shit, I'm just glad to be here. I never thought I'd see it again. And then when in, in, in 2008, I damn sure was just glad that, that we got one in 2008. 2009 that cup came, came out of nowhere, quite honestly. That's what I'm saying. So we're like, what? Huh? We, we what, what? Cool. It's ten years ago already. Sweet. <laughs> ten years ago again. Right on. And we were back in the Cup Finals, right down to the last game in 2009. Oh, yeah, that one was. That's when. That's the one we we that that's the one we all got a little bit entitled to. Oh, we got this one. But that series was set up. Didn't wasn't that the one where we could have closed it out like three times and failed? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I blocked a lot of the 2009 was not a good year for me. I, I blocked a lot of that out <laughs> <laughs> for, for more than sports reasons. You know what I'm saying? So, gotcha. <laughs> man, looking I, at the list of Super Bowl champions, oh, man, like you get into the 2000s, you see that New England name an awful lot. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. You see a lot. Doesn't come up a lot. See that, that Pittsburgh name a lot. Pittsburgh, the most winning franchise in the history of the NFL as, mm-hmm. in, in the Super Bowl era. So... And and I feel Tom Brady. <laughs> I feel Pittsburgh is like sitting there going, 
well, we get disrespected. And yeah, they kind of do. They get overshadowed by the Patriots and, uh, and, and Mr. Brady there and Belichick, you know, because I, if you look at it, you got in Pittsburgh, you had the 2005 Super Bowl. It was perfect. The bus leaving at the top of his game. And I mean, he wasn't at the top of his game, but he was at the, the pinnacle of, of what you play the sport for. You know, he was right there. I won the Super Bowl. I'm retiring. Peace. You know, you had Roethlisberger, who's just the dumb jock frat boy, every guy. You know, so he's relatable. Oh, shit. I just forgot their coach's name from back then. Who? What team? I'm reading a, a list. Pittsburgh. The, the Jaw. Pittsburgh. Before. Uh, oh, uh, Cower. Yeah, Cower, who is just like. Urgh. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like <laughs> a throwback a throwback to, to the old school coaches we've talked about before. Yeah. You know, I, and then you look at. When they won against uh, Arizona, they don't really get the respect. That was one of the best Super Bowl endings I can remember since I've been watching football. I mean, it wasn't, to me, the best Super Bowl ending that I've ever watched is the 18-1 and Patriots. <laughs> and I'll just always call them that because it irritates their fans. As much as it hurts for me to say this, Patriots get a lot of hate that they don't deserve, but they also get a lot of hate they do deserve. And they went 10 years in between those last two titles. Yeah. Looking at it. That's crazy. Didn't realize that then. I realize that now. Like, holy shit. But those were not 10 years of just the Sahara in New England. No. That's 10 years of making the playoffs except for, what, one year? 10 years they played in the Super Bowl two times in in those 10 years. And they were in the hunt almost every year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just dominance, dude. And weren't we shown a couple seasons ago... um, it, it uh, didn't Garoppolo go three and one when when Brady out for four games when they had injury or something like that and Garoppolo played and yeah he went three and one so they were still oh yeah when that the this year they won wasn't it <laughs> yeah and that's that's but then you get that's another of the uh, see that's that's the highbrow sports person's way of slamming a team is to go well it that just proves that they're not that those that those players on that team aren't that good. Because they're system players. The system is what makes them players good. Like they, like people who want to slam Chris Osgood. Well, Chris Osgood wasn't that good of a goalie, even though he has Hall of Fame numbers. It was the system he played in. So, and the, and defense for them. They, they're in a good system. Well, who had to who, who come up with the system? Obviously, some, you have to give credit to somebody on that team. If it's not the players and it's the system the coaches come up with, then that coaching staff has to be one of the best ever. You know, there's there's a culture there. You know, it probably started. It probably starts with craft. Yeah, because if you really want to, if you really want to talk to people, to go, well, culture doesn't affect the team that much. Really, look at the Lions. We have a we have a saying we call whenever anyone comes to the Lions, how long until he's lionized? Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> exactly. How long until he's just doing all the other shit that you never thought he'd do? How long was it until, we, like, what was, what, was the, what was the one uh, with Mariucci? How long is it until he comes out and starts blaming the press? <laughs> I think he got, like, five, six games into his first season, and then he come out and, and, and was making snarky remarks about the press. And we were like, damn, that was quick. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't expect it that quick. Same thing with Caldwell. Caldwell came out last season and ripped the press. said, I've, I've been in many of, of post-game press conferences and it's like walking into an execution chamber when I walk in after a Lions game. There you go, right there. 
with the head coach just throwing the towel in on changing the culture and the mindset. Just ingrained in here. And where the Lions have such a negative mindset and culture, the Patriots is that much the, the opposite of that. The antithesis is that. And just, it's positive. And if it's not positive in, in like, hey, back-slapping, good job, gold star, buddy, it's positive as in, well, positive your ass won't be here if you don't perform and do your job. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like we say about the Red Wings. We don't give a fuck what you do in the regular season. You better do it in the postseason because that's where you earn your fucking money. And for, mo- for the most part, if you don't perform in the postseason, you're not coming back next season. How many wide receivers has Brady gone through? The only, the only name wide receiver, receiver he ever had that he didn't make that wide receiver name was Randy Moss. Yep. He's always had a cast of fucking... Who the fuck is that? He, he's made people stars. Yeah, we, know who Julian, we wouldn't know who Julian Edelman is if he played for the fucking Buffalo Bills. Definitely. You know, and I remember a couple of years ago, I uh, was in a group chat on Facebook going back and forth with some friends watching the Super Bowl, and I typed, Tom Brady, giving white boys all over America hope they can, they can play in the NFL one day. And fucking everybody just started dying. They're like, because the shit's true. Like, who the fuck? Like, maybe Peyton Manning. Maybe. No, because fuck that. Because look at Wes Welker after he left Tom Brady. He ain't been shit. You heard Wes Welker's name a lot fucking more when Tom Brady was thrown to him. Exactly. A lot more. Yeah. So, as much as... Uh, I mean, we, we started off on Goodell, but it, it obviously went through the deflate gate shit. Now we're, we're here with the Patriots, and I'm just like, you know what? As much as I hate it, it like... Just dislike them. Like you have to respect them. You do. That's that's the point I got to with them. It's like and at it, some point the hating's got to stop, and you got to respect the hardware. And and it's they've done nothing to my team. They've done nothing to Tampa Bay. In fact, Tampa Bay was the only team to break up their three peat in the early two thousands. If it wasn't for Tampa Bay, you know, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay didn't they didn't play the Patriots and beat them. They they played the Raiders, but. You get what I'm saying? Like, so it's not, they've done nothing to my team. It's just, I just don't like them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so imagine if you were a Buffalo fan or a Miami fan. The, 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 just like, you're like, oh I, oh, I fucking hate these Patriots. Oh, these motherfuckers. When's, hey, uh, isn't Brady like 100? When's he going to fucking retire? And, Never. Uh, He's a robot. And, uh, uh, you know. We 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 got to get fucking Belichick out of there. Can't someone like cut his brake lines or something? Seriously. So I can only imagine to can anybody put listening. A booby trap in his hoodie. To anyone else listening, if the Patriots are in your conference, you have my empathy. You Jets. really do. We're looking at you. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Jets, Bills, but yeah. And, uh, sorry, guys. I it just it's got to suck. I mean, at least at least here in in the in the north. You know, we knew it was pretty much going to be Green Bay when when Favre was here, but, but Green Bay wasn't, and Favre wasn't winning Super Bowls like Brady and the Patriots. So Tom gets one more; he's got one for every finger. I know that shit's nuts, man. That's fucking crazy. Being that club with Kobe, Tim Duncan, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan needs two hands. He'd be like, yeah, it's cute, guys, with your one hand. <laughs> but you got to think about that. You have to go to other sports to find players that can do that. I don't even understand how you can't. I hear people argue you can't put Brady in the top five quarterbacks of all time, and I don't even understand that argument. That's I can't. A, uh, tell me why not, and go. It's like when everyone, at, I mean, it's another sport, but it's the LeBron debate. You say you're as great as Jordan. You see him with Kobe. Yeah. Kobe, you fell one short. I know people put you guys in the same conversation now, <laughs> but you need one more to at least be equal to. 
if we're talking greater than, <laughs> you need two more. You know, and I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure Tom Brady it definitely. Let's see who. Let's all right, let's look up. Let's look this up. Tom Brady. Yeah, he ties the record for most Super Bowl wins by a quarterback. He's tied with Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw. Uh, the, let's see. The way my brain works is he's in the conversation for top three. So there you go. I mean, isn't it? Isn't, aren't you your results in anything? I mean, if we really get down to it, it. But I mean, I guess won't some hardcore sports guys argue that's the easy way out to talk about championships? I don't know. I think you. I think you have to take in, and this is this is the the only two things I. The arguments I would make against hardware is what type of records does he hold and what era did he play in? That's, that's, that's the only two things that I could, I could argue against hardware for. I would consider Marino one of the best quarterbacks ever. Marino doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. I would consider Peyton Manning one of the best quarterbacks ever. Peyton Manning doesn't have the postseason. Yeah. He doesn't have the postseason hardware Brady or you know, Montana, Bradshaw has. But would you, if you could draft in their prime, either Terry Bradshaw or Peyton Manning to build a team around, who would you, who would you do? Who would you take? Well, I mean, I have to say Peyton Manning because I didn't see Terry Bradshaw play when I was a kid. You know, I've seen Peyton Manning. I've seen him just be dominant. You know, Terry Bradshaw, I know more from being on TV. You know, I don't think his name is mentioned. I, I don't know. I, 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 don't th- I don't think his name comes up th- well, as much as it should. Bradshaw gets conversations. Slammed. Bradshaw gets slammed because he had that steel curtain, which is what kind of what we were talking about, like the, the snob's way of saying, well, he's a system quarterback, or he's a possession quarterback, or he's a game manager, you know, stuff like that. And I believe Bradshaw at one point said, yeah, I'm a game manager. I, I managed to win four Super Bowls. So if that makes me a game manager, yeah, I managed to do that. How many other people can say that in the entire history of the world? Hey, you can be a bad manager, all right? Well, I... <laughs> Let's put it this way. Trent, Dil- Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, exactly. Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl ring. Doug Williams has a Super Bowl ring. Compare that to the quarterbacks who y- you can name off the top of your head who don't, who if you just mentioned it to the casual football fan, they would go, Trent who? Who's Doug Williams? Yeah. Oh, I know, oh, I know Dan Marino. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Warren Moon. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bradshaw's got to be in the in the – you know, in there because hey, once or twice might might have been a fluke, but game managers, hey, I, it's it's just like uh, I infuriate people with the way I play Madden. I play Madden, I'm all ground game. I go to the air when I have to, or when I've got you so convinced that you just fucking stack a bunch of people in the box and then I go deep on you, and people get pissed. Why don't you throw the ball? Why don't you throw the ball? Why don't you throw the ball? This is the way I play the game. Well, you got a good quarterback and you're using him like a game manager, and I managed to beat your ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you want me to say? Who's look at the scoreboard? Who's winning in this situation? Yeah, stop you know, being not, a bitch and beat me. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm dominating you in time of possession. I'm sorry that you get the ball. You throw three times and you're and you're done. You know, I. What do you want me to say? I, it's football. You know. I mean, and if, I, if and if I'm playing someone and they're they're like really an asshole about it. I'll run the fucking clock down like it's a real game. <laughs> I'm not even bullshitting. I'll sit there and wait till it's just like fucking blinking. Two, one, hike. And they're like, you're an asshole. Fuck you. That's football, man. Taking knee on their ass, all that shit. Fuck you. You ain't got no more timeouts. So. But then they'll just quit and fuck up your stats. That's why I don't they'll play. They'll fuck up, up theirs, too. 
<laughs> well, I don't play online because I get killed online because then I come run up against those guys that do it like all day, every day. Oh, oh, I know. Same here. Fucking <laughs> trust me. It, it was brutal playing online. Dude, the first the first game of Madden I played online, I ran into a guy who was essentially me. We were matched in skill, and I beat him. And You're like, was, all right, I, this, is, this won't be so hard. <laughs> the next guy I ran into, he didn't have a mic. He wasn't talking. It was literally like 50-something to nothing at halftime, and he offered me mercy, and I took it, and I messaged him, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? You never, you never punted. You always went for it on fourth down. You always went for two and got it. And he goes, yeah, um, I, I kind of play this for money. And like semi professionally, and I'm like, ended my Madden online career. <laughs> it was to <all> <laughs> <was for> that. <laughs> you want to play Madden with me? You better know me. You better direct message me, or you better be sitting in the room holding the controller next to me because that's the only way I'm gonna play you online. <laughs> oh shit! All right, well, oh, it's about that time of year too. Yeah, another month from now too. You be able to scoop up that new Madden. Well, we'll see. I, I'm I, like I said. I'm still I'm in on the beta testing for NHL 17, so we'll see how that goes. But usually I buy one or the other. I gotcha. Mean, I'm in a position to where if I really want both, I can get both this year. But it, it'll it'll all depend. If NHL 17 is as bad as NHL 15 was, I'll be buying Madden because it won't be worth the time to put into the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it was if it's an improvement upon last year, which really it was a time suck for me. Then I'll probably end up getting that before Madden. Because Madden, you can pretty much count on to be Madden every year. Little tweaks here and there. Very rarely is it like, oh my god, they broke the game with how I used to play it. And he's only been involved in name only for fucking... <laughs> uh, what, like five years now? Six <laughs> yeah. Years? He hasn't been on the, the cover. He hasn't been in voice. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. I think the last Madden he was on the cover was like the, the 25th anniversary. So I think that would put it at, like, what, 2009? With his old ass. <laughs> oh, we talked a lot, of, a lot of football today. A lot of football. It's it's just going to get worse. So, you know, if you're looking for us to talk a whole lot of baseball, you know, in September, it'll probably show up again. Or, you know, until you know, somebody gets caught with PEDs. Something. Beats their girlfriend. Speaking of beating girlfriends, the NBA will be back soon. You know, so, uh, here we go. Well, they, just yeah, the NFL is the first of all the training camps. It's like consecutive months, isn't it? It's like NFL gets in in July, uh, hockey gets in in like August, end of August, and then basketball gets in in September. Yeah, pretty much. I think yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, it, September is a very underestimated month for sports because er, it's end of September, beginning of October. That is, you often have all four going on at the same time. People forget about that. It's one of the most glorious times of year. Rubbing my nipples. <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thanks for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Go to the website. Click on all the stuff. It helps us out. It doesn't cost you any extra stuff. And we'll catch you next week. All right. Later, guys. 
If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.